Namaste. Um, it is an age when humanity is experimenting with many ideas and it's trying to also come up with new ideas in every sphere. That's because a new creation is in the offing. One of the first things that Mother and Shurabindo had started, the mother had started, when she was in Paris, there was a group of seekers. This is late 1800, early 1900. And she had started a group called Aidi Novelli, French. I, I won't vouchsafe for my pronunciation, but it means the new idea. And when she came in 1914 to Pondicherry, one of the three activities that she had started, one was the Arya, which is again the new idea. And business, honesty stores. And the third was the new idea as a group. A society of few people who would come and read. So it was a different kind of satsang. It was not satsang where we repetitively we hear certain stock uh, phrases and verses from a scripture and somebody interprets. But the time has come for a new idea to manifest upon earth. She says that in one of her prayers also that like many gods, these new ideas are nothing else but gods who are embodying themselves through the new idea, inspiring human beings to become their instruments. So we see this new idea coming up in various fields in psychology, health, uh, sciences because uh, they are fields which are open education all these new ideas have already entered of course initially human beings will catch it imperfectly as happens with every new idea but slowly they will build upon it for instance integral education people speak about it but very few really understand hard the question of implementing and just as an aside for example now the word integral education has come everybody talks about it but uh, I was just having a discussion. I said, see, uh, Shubhendra and the mother use the word integral yoga. Integral psychology, <laughs> integral education, uh, integral uh, humanism, integral um, health. All these things are uh, our, our own mental renderings. But even there, it's okay, fair enough. The thing we have to see it that it was the integral, it is the ashram of integral yoga where the education system came as an extension. And who were the teachers? Those who were practicing the integral yoga. Now when you look at it like that, so you can't have an integral education center without the yoga in the background. You can't just name a place Gurukul and do all the outer things. That okay, we'll do what used to happen in Gurukul, but there are no gurus. So Guru Kul, where David was after a Guru, who's, it was a Khandan, <laughs> literally. It was the Kul of the Guru. So that means now you were known by that identity, Guru Kul. You didn't belong to your parents. You came to learn. As the mother says, when people come to the ashram, you must understand that your religion, your country, your identity, everything lies here, the divine. So... If we just use a name, Integral Education Center, and transplant it and start a school, even very good school, even mentally was somebody has an idea, it is uh, physical, vital, mental, uh, <laughs> psychic, spiritual. Still, it doesn't, it, it's not the thing. Because who is going to implement it? 
only somebody who is into integral yoga if one is not a sadhak he can't be a teacher of integral education system so this is if if at all we use the word system so this is this is going to be the challenge but still these new ideas have come they are being seeded into the mind so there are people who are fascinated and they will try many approximations many imperfections still finally one day people will hit the jackpot many approximations till they finally learn how to so this new idea is declaring itself in many in certain other areas without the idea being used or or people um, using the word idea they are automatically life is shifting in that direction of the new idea for instance now we have uh, women who have broken free from the kind of bondage they were 100 years back though sometimes it swung to an opposite side whether they are becoming what man should get rid of and they are <laughs> adopting it but that is a different subject but parenting new ideas have come in this field science psychology health healing all this it has come but two places which are the most resistance and where we can see the working is going on is the financial world where we can see it is trying to enter whole basis of economy is shifting it'll take time and the other is in the field of political governance so we can touch upon these one by one but one of them is the political governance because man has experimented with several systems he tried theocracy he tried aristocracy he tried plutocracy he tried democracy he has tried of course dict- dictatorship uh, several things man has tried and all have failed unless we close our eyes and we make democracy as the highest institution the moment we do that it's like any religion saying i am the highest the same mistake democracy is the highest so we don't start searching for something greater this is what is dangerous because it's counter progressive so we should say that democracy right now is the only workable thing we have it's better than dictatorship where tyrants used to govern yes certainly but then there have been very benevolent dictators all the rajas we we hear about in our own scriptures about ram rajya where it is said that daihik daivik bhautik tapa ram raj kahuni vyapa it is said that for 1000 years when rama ruled all the incidents come later but it's there in the ramayana that there was such a harmony peace and where everybody lived in good health so much so that when somebody fell sick first time there was a uh, akal amrityu a brahmin's son had died or somebody's son had died then uh, ram started wondering there is some imbalance somewhere and that leads to shambhukvad that's a different story i have spoken about it but the point is that there was an ideal governance by somebody in modern terms a king would mean he is a dictator because yes in the sense that it's his will mother has used the word benevolent dictator but then yes the system as a system it cannot be advocated because well uh, now we don't have ramas and you know great masters we have everybody who is feigning to be <laughs> this or that and if a tyrant takes over he may do much good to his own people but he may be also danger to the dangerous to the world and very often is a threat to his own people so that 
tyranny of the despotic um, uh, dictator was replaced by democracy because democracy means no it can't be just one person it's the age of narayana collective narayana is a very interesting word i am not going into sanskrit meaning but the one indwelling universal in every human being so everybody is potentially a god so you just can't have one person governing and this is the age when collective it's the age of collectivity so you can't have one person who is going to rule everyone there will be a will of everyone and so democracy caters to that but the problem is though narayana is potentially in every nar but most people are far from it so democracy in practice becomes the rule of the many who are not yet evolved even beyond some uh, very close to the animal kind even thought has not developed so they don't know how to vote and that's why they are carried away by all kinds of vote bank politics in every country it is there in one way or the other it takes extreme forms um, in certain parts of india where people on the basis of uh, uh, money or basis of uh, certain freebies or promises Uh, people are elected to power which is obviously dangerous but that's how democracy because masses can be easily swayed especially when they have a leader religious leader or tribal leader or a caste leader and people tend to vote so democracy is and parliamentary form of democracy it's a complete failure and if still we believe that democracy is the best thing and the constitution is god then we are going to realize 10 year down the line that we are making a blunder we see in europe democracy where is italy all mankind it's like it it's recognition that all mankind is uh, equal and one but what happens in practice people are beginning to realize that all mankind is potentially and essentially one in the deep essence of things and in that sense why only mankind why we have a collective ego the fish the bird the beast the stone and the man plant everyone is one in that sense because everybody has the divine presence but that does not solve the problem you can't apply misapply a deep truth when mankind is still living on the surface meaning thereby unless people are educated and by education it has nothing to do with degrees people may have lot of degrees i for instance recently there was so much support for the vaccine anybody on the wave of vaccine could win an election but we realize that well more and more people are beginning to realize saner voices are speaking about it that well that's not uh, uh, the ultimate truth at least not the last word there are other elements if governments would have done to enhance our natural health our natural immunity then they they would have been of much more use to humanity no doubt if you want to give vaccine give it's up to you but take steps to do that and there are steps which can be done so that is left to individuals to follow but you have to create a atmosphere for example uh you have uh, corporate working hours sometimes 13 hours a day i know of people how do you expect that individual will have his own health you have to maybe pass a regulation that no it's not allowed it's happening in certain countries no more than 6 to 8 hours you may not make profits your problem you can't if if really individual is important 
then you have to allow them that kind of freedom and time to improve their health to take care of themselves and at the same time they should not go back poorer simply because so there are many intertwined issues so democracy is only a temporary stopgap and the time for its departure has come when do we know that the time for its departure has come just like in religion so to when a system begins to fail religions are beginning to fail why because instead of helping man to move toward the spiritual they are destroying the stifling the spiritual impulse and becoming a cause of evil so we see that governance systems also they are failing they are duping human beings and cheating and you know all kinds of things the way we know nowadays uh, you know with the elections how uh, whatsapp can sway the votes how the human mind can be indoctrinated to make make them think in a certain way that they vote for a certain candidate so much for democracy socialistic democracy communism all of them and why it is so the reason is that it's not about a system but it's about the man who is the end point through which a system is implemented <clears throat> governments machinery systems all of them will be flawed as long as man is flawed so we go back to this point that if at all we have to discover the true way to govern we must start from the other way meaning that by first self rule then rule others in indian thought this about was known as swaraj then samraj so all the kings earlier they had to go through a training process when we read the life of rama for example who 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 governed for 1000 years uh, you read there is a wonderful treatise called yoga vasisht so at the age of 15 rama has existential questions he is passing through a phase of depression he wants to understand what life is and then Uh, rishi vasisht his mentor guru clarifies his mind and then you know he becomes such a ideal ruler and despite flaws here and there it's not easy thousand years as they say the kingdom was governed in such a wonderful way who would do it only somebody who has been deeply grounded in a in a thought of the eternal in a deeply spiritual consciousness so <clears throat> i think nowadays we have for instance people who are qualifying for elections let's take just that scenario what is their qualification they may have done some social service good minimum should be required that they should be people whom human beings recognize as men of integrity it's not like anybody can just stand and go there And second it will be very nice if there should be something like a spiritual course for politicians <laughs> even these people who have engaged in social service some kind of social service when they before they start the parliament sessions enter the parliament there should be a one why not i mean ias administration go go through a course for for being a doctor i go through a course 
for being an engineer you go through a course course means you have to understand things in the true way so it's not enough simply that you know the political systems and you know how to manipulate people so each country should evolve its own system of ideal ethics in governance journalists have to do a course in ethics whether they follow it later or not is one thing but the minimum minimum is that nobody who has been uh, not proved himself in effective social service done good to mankind and is recognized as a man of integrity should be barred and it has nothing to do with educational qualification nothing to do with caste creed anything that should be a minimum qualifier and then when such people come work together then they should undergo uh, they should be instructor so can teach them and train them about even jury should go through a course all of them because see unless you are deeply grounded in a deep spiritual ethos not religious deep spiritual ethos you are not really fit to govern they their course should include minimum self mastery self rule so this is one way that we can navigate but still democracy will be flawed so what is the future ultimately which we can see the first signs of future are beginning to emerge what is the future divine anarchy you can see now people are revolting you just can't hold the masses together and say who is representing the masses today it may be a group of leaders tomorrow it won't be that group of leader now democracy believe by these checks and balances you can correct it but no because the people who come there and the cabinet ministers they again become uh, so masses sometimes they have their own true aspirations why because they have aspiration they are not trying to get some uh, you know some power they are not grabbing power they have certain needs they may be material needs they may be spiritual needs they may be higher need they may be just need for a clean governance and yes they will vote people according to that but more importantly that these individuals are beginning to revolt why because they are discovering that we vote people to power on this basis that basis but they don't deliver so this revolt is the sign that the systems are failing and when systems come you can have one of these two alternatives you will have smaller groups which will be governed by local units much easier to handle much easier to point out much easier to connect see many of the leaders don't have a connect ground level connect some we are right now i would say well fortunate in certain ways but tomorrow you may have a leader okay let me not prophesy sometime word scary their own power but any country you may have a leader which is no real connect with the masses but if you have ground units village units strengthen them allow them a degree of autonomy where for all governance they the people and the leaders community leaders they govern most of the things this will also once for all settle this idea of constant i want my group i want your okay fine the group governs but this is within your unit so it can't be at the detriment of others you have your little unit your village or maybe your town or a district you govern there and many of these district levels give them more and more autonomy to uh, take care of their own 
you have a problem with the roads there should be communication the system of taxation should also change meaning thereby right now everything goes to the center or the state state is a very big unit so it should be on primarily within this the money is circulated those who can give more will give more it used to be we have seen that in villages it used to be like that they would say okay we'll make a road or some rich man will say we'll make a dharamshala that's the right way to govern nothing wrong with it and some percentage because they belong there would be certain common things of governance finances at the larger level economics which is intertwined with industry and production military law and of course uh, administration these have to be something which is common uh, administration includes police so that will be something which is common but even there so s- some money has to go flow from the local unit to the larger and to the largest not the other way around so right now what is happening a chunk of money goes to the center and then it trickles which is absurd because let's say i am a pondicherian and i pay a tax but i see the roads are the same but if i can have a system where i can put it to the pondicherry administration and the pondicherry administration is duty bound to listen to me because every time you go to them they say well sir we don't have funds which have not been released so we can hold them accountable and there should be much more accountability so the whole taxation system has to change and that will make a well knit society but at the same time there is the larger sense of a nation which is important of a civilization and culture which is very important those aspects should be common so you can't have borders you the borders will be a national border guarded by the military the financial system where you uh, the external affairs as it is called foreign affairs that has to be not a local committee vis-a-vis china but the nation because that has an impact on everybody so foreign affairs external affairs financing system not this part but otherwise certain larger uh, regulatory policies though that's really not so important but at least these two external affairs military and law because you can't have every otherwise you'll have those kangaroo courts so basically these three or four things and then governance will become very simple you don't need so many people in the parliament deciding about the far outreach and then you say i want to reach out to the poorest man in the poorest place you can't reach out to an extent you can but still because you don't even know his problems so this one part then what will happen is when you have these small little units and what the government can do or should do is that create these units not only as thriving units or encourage them not only as thriving units of commerce as we see today city life which is all around commerce but ensure that there is a kind of uh, possibility of true education and a spiritual uh, you know yeah development again we see this in ancient india so you used to see uh, several these temples were not just temples where you went to worship there were counselors there there were people whom you could go and approach counsel you could go and learn about higher values deeper things this something which the west western context doesn't understand why because it has separated god is there higher things 
spiritual life even in india we did the same and the lower things we human mind will govern that this the time has come to integrate them meaning thereby that there has to be more and more a turn towards the spiritual evolution which must be seen by the governments and by society as the one thing that can really help us because if we remain what we are a creature of greed lust fear ego ignorance then where is hope give any system and we'll corrupt it we'll find a loophole so the stress should be on a spiritual evolution in every sphere and the one place from where it should start is education i don't know how many schools are there where even the idea of spiritual education is considered all that we have a moral science which is the most uh, boring aspect because morality and spirituality are two very different things spirituality is about growing towards something which is beyond human morality is human okay learn it but it's it can never be put into practice unless you grow it's easy to tell people that honesty is the best policy but if a human being is living with greed how do you expect him to implement it so what i mean by spiritual education is that people should discover ways and means towards self mastery towards how to think right a kind of a call it psychology call it whatever name spiritual psychology whatever name you want to give it but conscious living that would be a very good name and through this door of conscious living bring in the spiritual element people are distraught with religion but they don't know where to go so bring this conscious living which will help us progress i want to improve my memory concentration and i want to live a better life i want to be happy simply to be happy how how will you be happy now they pick up that you know uh, having money uh, just as an aside just imagine what is the education tending upon it it is focusing on intellectual development faculties of memory and to an extent emotional education to an extent nowadays but all this to lead a life of desire and ambition which is your goal so you're creating asuras that's what an asura is a brilliant mind a puny heart and a disorder and chaotic life impulse driven by desire and ambition so we are actually becoming educational centers are becoming factories for creating asuras the very goal must change education is all about learning and progress it is nothing to do with whether you what you will do later your success all this is a different story but during your 12 years or 15 years you should just learn to become conscious and thereby also about what history is about geography is about completely decouple it from success and job and just skills that can be for later why are we in a hurry to make people at 18 or 20 get a job and pursuit of money so they it's a whole package because if you improve education you will see that people automatically uh, from these people they will throw up leaders who are really able leaders true leaders and so meaning thereby ultimately we have to go through a phase of transition when there would be just few people on the top but many who are using local governance and these people on the top they should have certain qualifiers and qualifiers should be minimum material needs that's one simple way to ensure that the person is not corrupt 
So now we have those declared the assets, but we know what people declare. Minimum material needs. A person with minimum material needs is the right person. He will govern very well because he doesn't have those expansion of desires either because he has worked upon himself. So that should be an important element of any uh, you know, leader. And it should be like just four or eight people. If you have one such leader who is spiritually oriented, that's the best case scenario. You don't have four or five people who should be governing, who are spiritually oriented. Find them, bring them, build them. In ancient societies, all the kings were trained like that. So why can't we have a training like that? Just four or five, who can be at the top? In all their decision, they, they intuitively understand the real needs, material needs and everything else. And that would at least be a passage until divine anarchy comes. What is divine anarchy? Divine anarchy is where each person discovers his own right law. And this right law is the divine law which is within him. He is moved by the divine will. And because it is the divine will, it will never create contradictions. It will be always tending towards building harmony. Right now it is not possible. Because there is so much that opposes the divine will. Therefore there is disharmony, disorder. Sometimes divine will has to work itself through a Kurukshetra. That should not be needed. When each person will discover his own spiritual, uh, not only growing awareness, but the will of the divine expressing itself in him through whatever work he may be doing, through whatever he is undertaken in life, then life will grow slowly, beautiful. You won't need external police, governance. He will himself know what he should do. Not rights and responsibility, but the thing to be done, the true thing to be done. We may say that it's a chimera. Well, all things start with the idea that it's a shimra. Man may fly. No, it's absurd. Man flies and travels to distant, now even trans-galactic travels. Man can master himself, but well, people are there who master themselves, who are engaged in this. There is a consciousness beyond mind. It's an absurdity. It's a dream of the idealist, but such things are possible and there are people who are growing into that consciousness and we, we should emphasize on this aspect on spiritual governance meaning thereby people with a developed spiritual consciousness more and more come to the governing board how they will reach there we don't have to worry if you have the stress on that you will automatically say that nature will find its way. Because this world is not a blind world. Because human beings are not ready, true hierarchy is not being realized. When human beings are ready, so our task is to prepare ourselves. And when we are ready, we will see that the true hierarchy, the spiritual hierarchy, will automatically begin to realize itself. I will just close this part by reading two interesting aphorisms of Sri Aurobindo on this subject. The three aphorisms Democracy was the protest of the human soul Against the allied Depotisms of autocrat Priest and noble Socialism is the protest Of the human soul against the Depotism of plutocratic democracy 
Anarchism is likely to be the protest of the human soul against the tyranny of a bureaucratic socialism. I'm not going into it details, but it's all self-evident. A turbulent and eager march from illusion to illusion and from failure to failure is the image of European progress. And we have just bought all these things. We have lost many things which are there in built within the Indian system. Completely we have lost. We just copied. And we are copying the failures also. Because we are looking that side to get approval. Somebody has to approve that, you know, you are doing the right thing. But we had these things in Bill, but that's for later. Democracy in Europe is the rule of the cabinet minister, the corrupt deputy or the self-seeking capitalist. Masked by the occasional sovereignty of a wavering populace, socialism in Europe is likely to be the role of the official and policeman masked by the theocratic sovereignty of an abstract state. It is chimerical to inquire which is the better system. It would be difficult to decide which is the worse, with this touch of irony and humor. And last, the gain of democracy is the security of the individual's life, liberty, and goods from the caprices of the tyrant, one or the selfish few. Its evil is the decline of greatness in humanity. So that's what we must focus upon. Upon The society should throw up true greatness. And these are the ones who should be rich, who should be governing. People are trying this experiment, for instance, when you not elect but select someone. But here again the limitation is who is really selecting. So not anybody and everybody by the vote bank reaches their parliamentary system. It's actually, if you ask me, it's rotten. And to keep on doing its Mahima Mandan and paying homage. See, Swami Vivekananda said that the ideal age of mankind will be when each man has his own religion. He must discover his own law. But we are not even looking in that direction. Spiritual Possibility of spiritual evolution. We are not even considering it. We are still talking about revival of religions. But there is a consciousness greater than man's mind. And it is toward this that man's eyes must be turned. And the mother says something very beautiful. Commentary on this. All human governments are a falsehood. Or a chimera. One can hope that one day the earth will be governed by the truth. Only if the Supreme Lord makes this truth evident to all. That should be the direction. That should be the way of governance. I think some kind of an awakening toward this is happening at least within the Indian uh, thought. I can see that. Though it is being resisted to the nail. Very indirectly, not directly. But there is a kind of recognition. A very faint recognition. That there is something greater than human mind. And the person must bow to it. And that authority is not of the priest, but of the yogi, the genuine yogi, the mystic. Priest is a different thing. Priest age is gone. Kings governed by priests. Because priests became hungry for power. And that uh, opens doors. to Because priests are organized. Again, we have the organized religion and the institutions which created so much evil. Because power corrupts. But genuine Sages and seers, however rare they may be, 
who are not after money. That's important. Not because somebody has a name or you know anybody can put a qualifier, Paramshri or Yogishi, but who are not after money. And these people would be rare to find, but they will automatically come to the forefront when man is ready. Ready for what? Not for governance, but ready to be spiritualized. If man is ready to be spiritualized, the ideal form of governance, which is still in the shadows, and I can use a word for it, spiritual governance. The governance by those who have evolved beyond the material needs and the conceptions of the human mind. When they govern this society, which one day they will, thousand years, we don't know. But then we will find once again, not just Ramraj, but Swaraj, Samraj, based on Divya, the Divine. Let's wait for the day and prepare for that. Till then we can play with all these crises and see their failures. We have perhaps a, yet a long way to go. Namaste.